Mm. I've got a little pee on the floor. I have a sexy sutra. Date fights! Oh, well, you've won then, haven't you? Hello, welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Matt Tapley. And together we have rolled the flower of history into the water of entertainment to create... Know, some sort of flat that hasn't really worked. Mm, okay. <laughs> oh, they never do. They never do. It's just chewy. It's just chewy, and it doesn't. And then it, it like falls it apart. Chewy. How can you make chewy and fall apart at the same time? And you've wasted all that flour. Oh, precious flour! To provide us with the precious flour of life, we have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello! Welcome to my flour. <laughs> I just wondered if I could borrow a cup of flour. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, hello, Lizzie. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Um, as I, I'm stranded, I'm shielding a pensioner, and the thing about shielding a pensioner <laughs> is you have to actually be a pensioner. Yeah. So um, I'm eating sort of stewed apples and shouting at parked cars. My life has never been more exciting. And, and how does how far does that go? Do you, if someone breaks in to rob things, do you have to keep shielding them, or can you at that point just pass? Say that's no. beyond my. I hit them with a spoon and go take that young man. I've never been so shouted in my life. <laughs> I didn't survive wrestling to succumb to your ministrations, young man. Um, I'm going to take us to the 11th of May, 868. Ah, oh, and I've got a sutra. Oh, yeah, it's a sexy sutra. It's not really that sexy sutra. It's a different sutra, not the sutra you're thinking of. It's the Diamond Sutra. Oh, you've led us a merry dance. I was getting I... all juicy. <laughs> <laughs> well, prepare yourself, because this has some rather fruity aphorisms from the Buddha in... Oh, I have so lost... Oh. Uh, this is the Diamond Sutra, the oldest printed book known to man. Uh, a, a sutra is just a collection known of... Known to what? Say, man, known to what, Nat? Uh, known to people. Right. No, I only say that because women are cleverer. They might know more things, Jake. They might know of an older Oh, one. please don't try and dial it back now. A <laughs> <laughs> um, sutra is a collection of sayings arranged uh, apparently into a manual. Um, this one, the Diamond Sutra, is also called the Perfection of Wisdom text that cuts like a thunderbolt. Thunderbolts don't cut. Um, it was written between the 2nd and the 5th century, translated in 401 by Kuma Yasima, and it's about letting go of the idea of the self. Uh, Just let it go. Just yeah. let it go. <laughs> Essentially, the entire sutra, the oldest printbook book of the world, could have been summed up in the song from Frozen. Buddha goes out for a long walk he sits down with the monks and then he tells them to negate the idea of the self and that even the idea of self-enlightenment couldn't be held by an enlightened person because you couldn't enlighten yourself because it has the idea of self in it which is non-enlightened by definition anyway oh Buddha lighten up a little (laughs) <laughs> so it was written in Sanskrit in the 2nd century Translated in China in the 4th century Printed in China in the 9th century And it currently resides in the British Library Because we nicked it We didn't. And they're never going to get it back Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's 16 feet long There we go And <laughs> we know when it was published Because it's got a publication date on it uh, It was reverently made for universal free distribution So it was meant to be given away free By Wang Jie on behalf of his two parents On the 15th of the 4th moon of the ninth. On behalf year. of his parents? What was going on there then? I think yeah. they were probably dead, weren't they? No, that was, was just his dedication, dedication on the front page, to his, yeah To his ancestors it's uh, not like the guy, you know, the, the like, what's an E.L. James de- dedicated Fifty Shades to her mum? You know what I mean? Like, that's weird. 
<laughs> well, this isn't that. To my secret. dearest mummy and daddy, who taught me everything I know. <laughs> this is the position of the opening lotus. Uh, anyway, the fifteenth of the fourth moon of the ninth year, of whatever year it was, was the eleventh of May, eight sixty-eight, and that was the first and oldest printed book that we, no matter our sex or gender, know about. So why did we get all excited about Caxton and his printing press as they were churning it out in 1868? Because he's from the West. He's European. So he's okay. British, oh. mate. British. Oh. Right, so. How long did it take us to catch up with them then? Well, that's about 700 years, Lizzie. Yeah. Oh, only 700 <laughs> years. Quite slow. Right, I've got the 11th of May, 1812. Mm. And uh, I want to talk about Prime Minister Spencer Percival. Ah. Known as Little P. <laughs> uh, he was. He wasn't a rapper. Yo, yeah, shit, kid. Ow, little pee and half a crown. With the, so he he didn't he didn't have much of a good run of it. To be honest, he no. wasn't he wasn't wildly popular. Uh, he had the anti-machinery protest known as Luddism, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. he made uh, making breaking a machine a capital a capital market offence. And uh, that was we've talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, Lord Byron called the legislation of his barbarous, and uh, he did enjoy the strong support of King George the Third, who then went mental, and (laughs) uh, so he was somewhat precarious there. But he he ended up being very politically secure, even though he wasn't very popular. He was sort of untouchable. And perhaps that's why John Bellingham came along. So he's an interesting character, this guy, John Bellingham. He was born around 1770 and uh, he he had quite a bit of money and stuff and he was fine. But then he just went all over the place. Uh, He went to India uh, on an East India Company ship called Hartwell, except the ship mutinied and got wrecked off the Cape Verde Islands. Uh, he survived. Oh. He went home. Then he went He went bankrupt in London uh, and he managed to escape debtor's prison. And then he was like, no, I'm going to settle down in Russia. So he went and became a trader in Russia, in Archangel. And then uh, suddenly he got imprisoned. Uh, by the Russians saying uh, there's an unpaid debt here and uh, it looks like he he hadn't actually committed any crime Um, but uh, they thought that he had frustrated an insurance claim about a lost ship or something. Anyway, he then started writing to politicians saying, get me out of this prison! (laughs) And none of them did and it turned into a very personal grudge against Percival. And so, Lil P, on, Lil P, <laughs> yeah, your this, is, this this rap battle goes down badly. Your chick <laughs> in the tradition of, <laughs> yeah, afraid so. So uh, on that day, Percival was like, "No, I think I'll walk to the House of Parliament today," which is n- not a good idea. Anyway, he walked into the lobby. There was John Bellingham, who pulled out pulled out a gun and Ooh. shot him in Ooh. the Billy Smalls. And Spencer Ooh. Percival said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I am dead. Just, you know, I mean, well, duh. When mate. you're saying it, you're clearly not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite murdered. Not yet. Technically. Oh, there he goes. No, all right, fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Right, you, had that. you had a point. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah okay. Uh, and uh, Bellingham well, could very rude. easily, in the commotion, John Bellingham could have very easily made his escape, but instead he just went and sat on a bench uh, and said, well, yeah, well, yeah, good. Because actually, finally, some redressal. And uh, he. Um, he was hanged uh, in a, a very, very quick trial and execution, something like nine days, I think. Do we know oh, if he was related and... to Linda Bellingham? Uh, yes, yes, Good. yes, he was. It was he, he, his, his last meal was. She planted the bright was... bomb, didn't she? 
His last meal was just gravy. It was just gravy. <clears throat> but why was he? Why was he little P? Was there a big P? Little P. Um, because was he a tiny uh, little man? Could he fit into a matchbox? <laughs> yes, he the was as big as your thumb. Yes. <laughs> to show foreign dignitaries. Yeah. Look at my little P. He'd say. They went, Fair yeah. enough. I, no, I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Well, let's do I'm the sorry. birthdays. Let's do that. Happy birthday to Archibald Warden, who I was going to use as an example of how sexist Wikipedia was because we even know the name of the, an English tennis player who got a bronze medal in the 1900 Olympics and did nothing else of note, but unfortunately it was in the mixed doubles, so we also have the name of Hedwiga Rosenbaumova of Bohemia, who was his partner. But generally, it's very difficult to find the ladies for this bit, so, you know, come on. Ladies, ladies. <laughs> find the lady, not find the lady. <laughs> Happy birthday to Harriet Quimby. She was the first woman to get a pilot's license to the USA. Um, she oh, you know been... her name. Yeah, I know her name. <laughs> <laughs> One of the syllables in it is a particular favourite. Um, yeah. In 1903... Is that like Jack B. Nimble, Jack B. Quick? Yeah, Jack B. Quimby. Quimby, Quimby Nimble. Crumble my quimble. Um, in 1903, she moved to Manhattan to become a theatre critic. Uh, she then, not only did she become a pilot, having seen a plane in 1910, she, in 1911, uh, became the first woman to cross the English Channel in an aeroplane, wrote seven screenplays, all of which were produced and directed by D.W. Griffith. Wow! Got the name China Doll from the newspapers because of her apparently small and delicate physique. China Doll! China Doll! Got sponsored by the Vin Fizz Company to always wear purple. So she did. She always wore purple. That was I 1911. Want... That's my dream! Yeah. Being sponsored to wear purple? Yes. Mm. Oh. You need to get in touch with the Vin Fizz Company. Uh, oh, is no, that Vimto? Is that Vimto, do you think? I don't know. Let's have a look. I think it's American, so it may not be Vimto, but Vimfiz. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like it was probably a really hardcore cleaning product, and many people died drinking it, thinking, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's like it a gin fizz. Or a, yeah. No... Well, they missed an opportunity. They could have called it Quimfiz and been done with it. They should have done it. Unfortunately, when she did cross the English Channel, nobody noticed because it was the same day the Titanic sank, so she was put into a little small box in the corner of the front page. And two months later, Great day for burying good news. fell out of her plane and died. Yeah, with her husband. Uh, no one knows why. The plane landed Hang safely. On. She fell out of a plane. Oh, yeah. The plane yeah, sure. apparently lunged forward and she and her husband oh. were thrown out and then the plane glided down into a field Did safely. the husband make it? No, he what? was very dead too. What, they were in an open-top plane and they're not yep. wearing safety belts? Yes. Well, I never. Should have strapped themselves in. Hmm. Happy birthday to Bernard Fox, who essentially is uh, the Welsh actor who Hollywood called when they didn't get Windsor Davis. He was in Hogan's Heroes and he'd started managing a theatre at 14. Anyway, he's in lots of things, you'll know him. He's the, um, he looks like Windsor Davis, but he's not. He's the one who's in Herbie, goes to Monte Carlo and things like that. His last thing, his last film was The Mummy in, no it wasn't. He did things after that. Anyway, he was still working for The Mummy and Titanic. Happy birthday to John Cadbury, the Quaker and inventor of the twirl. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great dance. Yeah. Yeah. It is twirls, he's double deckers. Uh, They all taste rubbish now because Kraft bought them. And uh, anyway, the around the area around the Bourneville site has always been dry since he set it up, and including in 2007, they stopped Tesco Metro selling alcohol in their local branch. Um, because it's still dry to this day. 
Oh, chill out. Well, they're all like, ripped off their whatnots on chocolate, aren't they? Yeah. And that, if your chocolate doesn't taste any good anymore, you have no right to say what I can and can't drink wandering around your factory. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday! You probably do. I mean, that's the law. Happy birthday to you! I mean, it's a shame because I miss I miss some of those really great uh, alcoholized Cadbury's chocolate bars. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were really good. Vin Choc Fizz. Yes. <laughs> and uh, double. I can't think of any pun. If you think of any, why don't you send them to us? Because I'm too tired. Yes. Sleepy. If you know any chocolate it's, alcohol puns, send them yeah. <clears throat> straight to us on the hashtag. I'm thinking like you know, instead of like double decker, it'd be like double necker, like someone who necks a couple of dub. But that's bad. Do yeah. you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that that's yeah. poor. Okay, Fine. happy death day to Juliette Recamier. He was a French socialite in the late 18th and 19th century. Um, she spurned Prince Augustus of Prussia, and she achieved what I really want more than anything in the world. She lay around, lounged around so long, she had a sofa named after her. Oh. The Recamier. Oh. Also, happy death day to Bob Marley, who was the number 11 greatest artist of all time, according to Rolling Stone. Who's your number 11 greatest recording artist of all time, Jake Yap? Uh, it's got to be, uh, what's his name, Johnny, uh, the one with the thing up his... No, Johnny... Oh, uh, world famous. Mathis. Johnny Mathis. Yeah. Johnny Mathis. I'd yeah. Go, I think I'd go for Joe Dolce. Joe Dolce. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, me, it's uh, the Wombles. Ooh, yes. I wish I'd thought of that. Okay. Lizzie, the pressure's on now. Oh, Lord! the diamond sutra and the negation of the self. Yeah, so we've got Buddha banging on about, you know, just oh, you know, just, just let it go and everything's going to be great. And inventing oh. printing half a millennium before anyone over here heard of it. Oh, yes, there was that, wasn't there? Mm. Yeah. And then there's yeah, little P. Little P. Little P. Yeah, little P. In it's the by. house. Drive-by oh, in the God. house. It's... A horse-drawn drive-by would have been very slow. Clip-clop, clip-clop. Why can't I... What goes clip-clop, clip-clop, bang? Why can't Harriet Quimby take the prize? She's more interesting than any of them. Yeah. Oh. Technically, that's that's a win for Nat, I think. Well, I suppose we have got the printing, haven't we? We got the printing, Mm -hmm. and uh, and big up the Quim. All right, big up the Quim. All right, that's one all. Okay. Well, we shall go and big up our Quims now. (laughs) Why don't you big yours up and rejoin us tomorrow for another date fight with? Lizzie Roper, our guest judge, which I knew would be a bad idea, but I couldn't resist it anyway. You didn't say Harry is Quimby. It's fine. All right, we're done. Night-night. <laughs> <laughs>